Sit back, relax, and get ready to embrace the work hard, smile large vibe. Hi, welcome to the Work Hard, Smile Large podcast. I'm your host and founder, Nicole Christofferson. We are in Southern California, and I actually have three guests, so another first for the podcast. And I'm going to let them go ahead and introduce themselves. They are educating our community um, about a lot of important bills. And take it away, ladies. Please tell them a little bit about yourself. Thank you so much, Nicole, for having us. We are beyond thrilled to be here. We're really grateful to you for giving us this platform. And we're just happy to be with everybody. I'm Natalie, and I'm with um, from Perk, and I'm the director of development. Um, and for those of you that don't don't know, Perk is protection for the educational rights of kids. And uh, what we do is we work really tirelessly to protect children's rights, parental rights, medical freedom, and bodily autonomy. And we do that through education, through resources on our website, um, through town halls, through different um, events and rallies and speaking events. And we have a lot of great advocacy efforts that we do up at the Capitol. Um, we have a lobbyist who lobbies on our behalf and lets us know about a lot of the bills that are coming into California, what we can choose to support and oppose. Um, and we just do a lot of really great work. We have litigation. We have about 10 lawsuits um, that fight back against a lot of those issues. So we are working 24-7. And with that, I want to introduce Darlene, who heads up the advocacy department, and she can tell you a little bit more in detail about what we do and what she does at the Capitol. Sure. Hi, I'm Darlene Alkiza. I'm the Director of Education and Advocacy for PERC. Um, I'm also one of the co-founders. Um, so we started in about 2019. Um, first, it was fighting a bill called SB 276, which was trying to take away parent rights regarding education for their children and vaccine exemptions. Um, taking away uh, personal belief exemptions and to the point where the medical exemptions were even like strictly um, getting governed by the government rather than the parents and the doctors. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm an education and advocacy director for the organization. Um, and I'm also a professor at the community college, which kind of ties into the work which that we do. College? Um, so I teach in the North Orange County Community College District. I teach parenting classes with the parenting department which very much ties into what we do with PERC because we're dealing directly with parents um, and regarding education rights. And PERC was founded in which year? Like uh, 2019. 20, it was founded in 2019. And then we also have Erin with us, who's our director of special events. I'm Erin. I'm new to the PERC team, but I have been involved in a lot of the PERC events over the last three years because of everything that happened in 2020 when things changed. And it was a big uh, wake up call to a lot of us parents who are out there just trying to do what's right for our kids and making sure that our kids are happy, healthy in a school environment that's conducive to learning and their mental health and their well-being. And so I was overjoyed to join a group of strong women that were actually going out into the community and educating other parents and moms who are in the same position that I was going, what do I do? And so PERC is the action step on how we get involved in the community and how we make a difference at the Capitol when there's legislators and bills that are affecting our children. Absolutely. And PERC isn't all moms, right? I mean, you have youth, you know, um, teenagers, you have dads, sons, fathers, everybody, grandparents getting involved. So I want to make sure everybody knows that it's a community effort, right? It's not just oh, mom doing this. It's a, it was it was the whole community advocating, but. You guys are obviously mothers yourselves and on the forefront. Yes, I think we've absolutely started out as a 
as a group of parents who are very concerned about their children. But in the advocacy work that we've done in reaching out into the communities, we've definitely grown to get everyone that we encounter to see whether you're a college student thinking about, you know, your rights to go to school um, or you're a single person that's just living in California and realizing, wow, the government is really taking away rights of the people. Um, and then there's also the first responders, the firefighters, the police officers, people who are just working their jobs and realizing, wow, the government is trying to take away my rights and tell me what I should do when it should be a conversation between me and my doctor. I do remember that. I mean, I was living in California still in 2019 and in 2020. And I do have a lot of friends who had had longtime careers and were so proud of their service in the community um, as fire captains, fire chiefs and police officers. And um, listening to their personal accounts of just um, not having a choice or not feeling like they were going to have a personal choice in that was so trying because they didn't want to stop um, giving to the community and protecting the community. And it was a hard decision for them. And, you know, I'm not going to go into what everybody's decisions were, but I remember, you know, candid accounts talking to people like, how is this happening? You know, so I want our podcast right now to be a platform for people to understand that, you know, it's a really hard decision for everybody, no matter if the government's involved or not, right? Protecting people and being um, in the public as in service, you know, there's a lot of decisions they've made to do that and put their life at risk. And, um, taking away their rights um, for their own personal health as adults is even kind of scary. So, yes. you know, children, they're our future. Yes, they're going to have to make those decisions if they choose those careers. But, you know, adults are making those hard decisions, too, that, you know, they don't necessarily have the right to, you know, not they don't have the right to make their own decision in a lot of cases. Yes. And I think that's when we got involved. Well, Aaron and I specifically, because we didn't even see that until our children were affected, right? So we didn't see that until the lockdowns happened. We didn't see that until we had to have our kids home from school. You know, we didn't see that until like our parental rights were kind of stripped a little bit because we'd go back to school and we couldn't go in the classroom. We couldn't volunteer. We we couldn't be involved with our normal life anymore. So things changed and we we realized, okay, maybe there's something bigger to 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 all of this. And so that's when we did, we went to a Perk Town Hall we heard from the president, Amy Bond. She was talking all about these these bills that were coming down on California. And that was last year. There were about 15 bad bills. We learned very quickly that, oh, my goodness, this is this is part of like maybe a little bit of a, a bigger plan just to slowly strip away the, our parental rights every single year. So as they're adapting the education system and what's happening in our state, you know, post pandemic and stuff like I, I see where that could be an oversight because people are just trying to get back in the classroom, just trying to get the administration stable, right? Yeah. And like the stability of the administration in any school right now is hard because they've have their lives coming back into the classroom and they adapt. They're having to adapt to the new whatever ways children are learning after being at home for so long and stuff like that. Yeah. So I can see that. Right. We, I think we're blessed to be in America where, you know, we don't have to worry about oppression from the government. And I think now what we're seeing is that's changing and the government is trying to do more to regulate us and what we do and how we parent our children. And I think the, the pandemic actually became a blessing because it's opened up people's eyes to the fact of, you know, what does it really mean to be free and how much should the government be involved in the decisions that we make for our own health and for our family's health and, you know, for the work that we do. Um, and so, you know, being able to meet more people and, and wake them up to see, 
you know, you can't be complacent and you actually have to get to know your legislators and say something to them about what you care about and what's important to you. And that was our conversation when we talked on the phone when I was driving home from work when I was still in Austin. We were um, talking about them being a guest on the podcast. I was like, how did you get the um, not the where did you get the, the that turning point of like, I'm going to get involved. I'm not just going to be a mom sitting here reading about it, sure. trying to protect my kids, trying to figure out what education system or school is going to be right for them. Right. Like, what was that pivotal moment when you're like, I have to take action? Yeah. And I have the energy and I have the time. And if I don't, I'm going to make that time and energy because we're juggling a lot of different things in our lives as parents and, you know, wives and whatever. So what was that pivotal moment? Like when you're like, I'm going to do this. It's one that affected the kids. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that us as parents sacrifice a lot for our family and for, you know, the well-being of what we're trying to do in the household and the home and being a good wife and spouse and whatnot. But when it affected my kids and you were going to tell me what I could and could not do with my child and tell me that the mask was required regardless of how it was affecting my child, we have a problem. And my background is a nurse. And so I have been in the medical field for a long time. And I saw that they were making decisions or attempting to make decisions with with bills going through the Capitol that we're, we're going to require an experimental vaccine on my child when you don't have years of data to show me that it's safe. These are decisions that were arbitrarily being made and for me as someone who has background in that. And so as soon as you looked me in the eye and said, oh, this is going to affect all of your children, I said, absolutely not. And so that's when I linked arms and tried to find other people like-minded that were questioning how to get involved and what to do. Well, the science, the data, but like, what do I do to fight back? And so that's where Perk has been so great because I can think one thing and you can think one thing. But if we come together and come up with a plan on how to strategically work on showing everybody else that this doesn't educating them, then then we have a movement. And so you need to really I realized that I couldn't be on an island by myself. I couldn't be like, okay, this doesn't work for me. I, I can't just go hollow away in a hole with my, you know, homeschool in the corner. Like I needed to come together with other people that had similar feelings and th- people aren't going to make decisions for my children. I'm a parent. I, I, I had them for a reason. I'm dedicated to their health and well-being and I wasn't going to allow legislators to, to determine what was going to happen for them. Yeah, I would agree. That's exactly the turning point was the kids. And then we went to the town hall. We heard about the rest of these bills. And there was just a pattern, you know, like she said, as the what what was it? uh, 871? 871 was the one that would have required all the kids to receive the experimental vaccine. But there was SB 866, too, which would have removed their um, their, Uh, it would allow their consent 12 and up to get vaccines without parent consent. And that might seem okay, but the fact that the vaccines are liability-free becomes an issue because if a child gets sick, like my child got sick from her six-month shots that I willingly took her to get, um, to see that 12-year-olds could get the shot, possibly get hurt, and who would be liable for that? It wouldn't be the people that gave it to them because that's not the parents and caregivers. Um, And the parents would just be given a child who's now sick from these vaccines because the government said that they could. It was just weird that they were dropping the age. Like, why are they dropping the age on all this stuff? So, so many things I started to question. Okay, they're dropping the age of consent just for anything, right? From 18 to 12. And then now you see AB 1940, which is putting little hospitals at schools 
and clinics, mobile clinics for not just medical, but for mental, mental health and reproductive health. My kid goes to a public school and they can't be administered anything unless I provide it and I give my consent that it can be administered or anything like that. Um, and that's so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's how we, it used to be. Like you used to have to have your kids medicine that you give the school and the school would administer and they respected like that. You would be they wouldn't give your child anything that could potentially harm them that you weren't providing without like knowledge or not. Like it used to be, you weren't even allowed to give Tylenol at school if the nurse called and said, oh, they have a headache or whatever happens. Yeah. But now with these bills, they're attempting to put little mini clinics on and have practitioners there that are going to be deeming appropriate diagnosis to your child and give antidepressants or or reproductive health medication without your knowledge. Right. And this, this just to make it a, a clearer picture. So it's already a law that children 12 and up can get reproductive health care so they could get birth control. They can get, um, you know, which let's be honest here, like I grew up. And my friends would go to Planned Parenthood when they needed to. And there were other organizations that were helping them protect themselves necessarily without parental consent. Right. But, but if they're going to start putting school-based health centers on all of the campuses across the state, then they don't have to go to Planned Parenthood. They could go into an office where they can't get Tylenol without the parent's consent, but they can say, I need birth control and get it in that same office. It. It really doesn't make sense, but the government is trying to create that environment in our school systems where they really should just be going there to learn. I was just going to say, like, let's talk about <laughs> the education factor that's going on in schools. Why is all the attention and the resources being dedicated to this rather than helping the the education, the, the courses, the curriculum, right. supporting the administration yeah. that's disgruntled, that's segregated, that's, you know what I mean? Why is the resources going to removing parental rights and the medical needs of a child at school as opposed to the educational needs and the growth, the personal growth? It's, it's really that's where I question like and I go, you know, um, there's two sides to every story. I'm very neutral here on this right now. I have children like I want my children's quality of education to be better right now. Right. I am greatly impacted. It was greatly impacted in California by the administration returning and like what the differences are in the administration now and how they're facilitating education and curriculum to my children now because they're not the same educator that they were. They're not as happy in their workplace as they used to be. Like, where is the, why is the focus not there is my big humdinger right I now. think that the legislative system is built in a way where money talks more than the people of California. And I think that's the biggest problem. The last time I went up to the Capitol, I sent a picture of the doors of the legislators are covered with posters from all of these different agencies that are heavily funded and they're influencing legislation. But we don't have the people of California coming in and saying, this is what I care about as an employee. This is what I care about as a parent. This is what I care about as a citizen. And so the money is winning over the people and we're trying to change that now. So I have thinking about this last night as I was doing my research and just kind of brushing up on everything that we had spoken about earlier. Mm -hmm. Do you have teachers that are in the education system that are involved in PERC? Like, is there, like, this is one of my questions. I was like, God, are there teachers or educators getting involved and, you know what I mean, staying informed on what this means? There's a lot. In. I would say there's a lot of people that are involved. Um, if they can't be outward about it, we understand. But um, get get to know, build a community at your school. I mean, is a great way to do it. Talk to talk to individuals, find like-minded individuals, and very quickly from there, 
you know, you'll be able to assess kind of, and you'll be able to feel out the teachers and the, um, the staff. But, but yeah, I can definitely say that there's definitely people that care about a lot of the same things that we all care about, um, in that it, within administration our that are yeah. getting involved with oh, perk and maybe yeah. have to be a little more anonymous with it but. i think part of the mission of perk is just to educate, educate as many people as you can so having parents talk to their teachers and influencing them go to school board meetings we have a lot of calls to action to attend school board meetings educate the board so that they could trickle that down to the the nurses who work there and the teachers who work there i myself since i teach parenting classes at the community college it's really interesting to see um, the parents that I talk to and just talk about, did you know that this law is being introduced? Did you know that this law is being voted on? Did you know that these rights that you have were already taken away or could be taken away? And just to see their eyes light up with, wow, I'm a, I'm a new parent and there's so much more that I need to learn that I never even thought I would have to think about as a parent. You trust, you right. have this trust right. and it's, um, it's hard when that's wavered, wow. you know, because you want to have faith in your community and in your state and in your government. And, and there's a lot of great things that they do to protect us. But I'm just saying when the trust is wavering, it's really hard and people don't want to believe it. And so Perks um, website, which will give you all the information, has all of the bills and their successes and their current advocacy and what they're trying to do and what you can do to get involved and write letters and stuff. But educate yourself. And trust yourself to know the facts um, and don't wait for somebody to tell you the facts on the TV because it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, right. that's great advice. Absolutely. A lot Absolutely. of people rely on the media and um, their devices. And unless you're following or algorithm sends you to the right people to give you the facts, you're really probably not going to get them. Go to the Perk, um, Perk website. The URL is right here right now, I guarantee you, in the video. <laughs> or go to our description of this podcast episode. And brush up on it. Whether you live in California um, or you live in another state, um, I've noticed in the last four or five years as we've had to make really big, hard decisions for our families and um, change our lifestyles. You know, we've all changed our lifestyles. I guarantee you all of us parent different. All of us look at our careers differently. All of us value our time more preciously now. Um, you have to find the facts do your research and just be informed. Whether you choose to take action is all on your part, but I think it's just it's so easy to do. It's we're, so easy. We're all pouring into our brains every single day, be it reality TV or media or style or whatever it is. Pour some facts into your head because this is going to start in California. I was getting out going four years back. A lot of stuff that's changed in our communities and in our schools and in our state has started in California and trickled into other states over the last several years. And so me being in two different states for my businesses and stuff like that, I just want people to understand what bills are, right? We don't always pay attention to those until it comes time to actually vote or it's actually impacting us. Um, but just stay up on what California is trying to pilot for our nation, because I don't think that they're the only ones that are discussing it in government right now. No, that's so true. It's definitely the pilot program, I would say. And um, it's easy to just educate yourself. It doesn't take too much time. And you can go to the PERC website. We have um, bills that we support, bills that we oppose in California, and then just easy one-click opposition letters that you can write. I mean, literally, it's we've written it for you. You just click through it, and you can send it to your assembly members and let them know how you feel. Um, and going back to what Darlene was saying, 
You know, I mean, we had those 15 bad bills and we ended up killing seven of them, right? Just by using our voice, by opposing the bills, by by spending a little time understanding, you know, what's happening here in this state. So, and I chose to have my children. I'm not giving, I didn't choose to give them away to somebody. I'm making the choices for them. And so if you care about your families and you care about what goes into their bodies and and how they're treated, I mean, you you really, it's a disservice to not be taking a part of, of this and paying attention to the bills and paying attention to your community. Um, and again, this is nothing that I ever was interested in doing before. I know, Natalie and I used to rubber blade and drink champagne and vodka. But <laughs> we've always had so much fun. Their laughter thing. We've gone, yeah, we've done so many things and activities with our kids, but we never discussed any of these really um, serious yeah. topics because they weren't as pertinent to us as they are now. I don't think we knew about them. I think I think it was always happening, but we had just no idea. And it gave us the opportunity to understand, whoa, this is something that's affecting our lives. Even if we talked about our children as babies and how we are, helped our children with access, if you would have talked to me about certain things, I'm like, I've been yeah. fighting it since my kids were babies. And I'll get really honest right now because I want to stay neutral on our overall topic. I want people to understand that they being educated, whether you are for or against something, is just knowing the facts. So. Right. Um, respect everybody's opinion and that's another right that we have in the United States so um, but my children did not get vaccinations like the pediatrician would recommend to me and they did well you're gonna have to pay another copay well that's fine I'll pay another copay mm-hmm. okay oh I have to do that so to be in school okay I understand I gave my child one shot at a time which means I went to the pediatrician all the time Um, And it was really important for me to see the effects of the vaccination on my baby because I had had friends whose children um, had been vaccinated and they had lost their child due to their standard, um, you know, schedule, schedule, vaccine schedule. And so I was very cautious with my children in doing that. And so I feel like I was kind of paying attention to that more so from the earlier on just because of my friends' um, experiences and losing a child um, due to the adverse effects or side effects. Um, and my sister um, had another son a year after I had my first daughter and I, she was all on it. So she's like, oh my gosh, get this one get this one, ask her which that, which, which DTAP or whatever they're going to give you. And I'm like, okay, great. So, you know, we kind of were talking about it a little bit more, um, but this is a way more serious note now when it's, um, you know. Absolutely. And look, parents don't have a choice to do that or potentially will not have a choice to do that for them. Um, and that's where I, I would have, yeah, it would have been very hard for me. And, and it's, it's a pattern. Like we said, you know, last year they started with slowly stripping it away. And this year, again, you have more bills coming out to try to mandate things for our kids. So it really just doesn't stop, right? Right. I mean, unless this, you make it. Yeah. I, you know, I, first I want to mention to your point about taking action, that can look very different to different people. And there's a spectrum of that. I mean, we have some people who are going to the Capitol consistently. We have some who are just texting people, hey, watch this podcast or, you know, come to this meeting with me. Did you know, read this article? And even that is empowering. I mean, again, education is the key and however we could spread that, whether it is going to the Capitol and talking to the legislators or, you know, getting to meet people and and share, you know, this is something that I learned from someone else. You know, any kind of actions are helpful. And so when you're learning, oh, you know, there's this bill that's out right now, um, AB 659 is going to make it an expectation to get the HPV vaccine to be allowed to go to school. And, you know, if you're going to go to college, 
Um, you have to get the HPV vaccine as an expectation to go to college. You know, people would want to know that. I mean, I one of the things that I was telling the legislators is if I'm teaching parenting classes, how am I supposed to tell them in order for you to take my parenting class, being married or in a monogamous relationship, you have to get an STD vaccine to take my class? It doesn't make sense. Did you know this there's, this bill is going through the Capitol right now? Why don't you tell them that you don't want that to happen to you, that you want parents to continue coming without having to get medical interventions that they really don't need? I think one of the things that I really tried this last year when working with everybody that's reaching out, like, what can I do, is for everybody to understand that we do have power. Our voice is powerful. And so when you do reach out to your assembly people and you do reach out to your senators and you do reach out to anybody in the legislature, your voice matters. And so us as a group in this population, everybody has an assembly member and their job is to listen to your concerns and take those concerns to the Capitol so that those bills reflect what you need in the state of California. And so I want to encourage everybody, your voice matters. Like, I know that we get all hung up on I'm so busy and I'm going to sports and I'm doing this. But if you have one moment to have a phone call to call your legislator or do our one click campaign, that matters. And all of our voices together are heard. And so that's how we were able to be so successful last year. And I think that's one of the things that I really try to encourage because I get a lot of people that will come to me and say, you know, oh, I don't have a lot of time. Oh, I can't do a lot of things. But your voice matters and everybody's listening to you because that's their job. We one click campaign makes it so easy. And I think a lot of it and I'm I'm going to speak. People don't pay attention to laws. And I think it's very intimidating to say we're talking about bills and there's all these different little acronyms and bill numbers and things. I think people get very intimidated. So what I want our listeners to know is you don't have to be comfortable talking about it uh, you don't have to understand our government and our law in full just to inform yourself of medical rights and freedoms that we have and just to read the facts about these bills so don't be intimidated if you're not you know didn't take government in college and get a straight A's or anything like that like you can still learn about this stuff and and let that guard down um, because you can learn about it in the privacy of your own home you can share it with your friends that, you know what I mean, are in the same position in life as you or may benefit from educating themselves and let them know how good it feels for you to let your guard down. And I think that's where that comfort, that confidence, you know, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Say AV665, say something that you don't talk about very often and say it with confidence because you read about it and you know more than you did yesterday. Your neighbor can know more than they did yesterday too. And I think that's what you guys, that, that trend, you know, that trickle down effect is so important. But we always talk about getting comfortable being uncomfortable and change and um that's the biggest thing for success you know as a human and happiness so i encourage anybody who doesn't talk about bills and law and government to get uncomfortable and do a little bit of brush and they have trainings we have toolkits i mean we have resources um I mean, and we flew up to the Capitol. We we did it together and we kind of, it, it was fun. Like we got a hotel room. We had a great time. It was fun. My big question, who finds that? We did. At, we were volunteers. Yeah. yeah. So, so we were volunteers, you know, at the time and just parents, very concerned. And we literally showed up there. We printed out picture. Well, Aaron printed out pictures of like all the legislators. It was in a packet. I mean, it's an eight-story building, so we literally went door-to-door and just knocked on the doors because they're little kind of cubicles. You knock on the doors, and you say, may I have 10 minutes of your time just to tell you I flew up here. I just want to tell you how I feel about 
SB 866, I feel like it's, you know, the consent bill. And that's something that concerns me. I have children. Do you have children? And it's coming, it's meeting with them halfway because usually if somebody, a lot of us have have the same values, right? And when, and when it all boils down, you can have that honest conversation. You can talk about your children together. And after doing that, it made sense to the legislators that this just was not a good bill. It was not a good bill. It, it wasn't going to move forward. And it didn't. Luckily, it didn't. Thank you for sharing that experience because I was wondering what it was like when you went up there. And that's amazing. So you had the pictures. Yes, we had the pictures in a binder. You casually and yeah, were welcomed into their offices to just talk. Yeah, they all have staff members. So if, if you can't meet with the legislator directly, you meet with the staff member, you get their cards, and then you call to follow up, you email to follow up, you thank them, um, and you just leave a good impression, right? I mean, we're there. We're respectful. We just want to speak our mind and we want to have I think a, that's an another misconception. It's not like you guys are pounding up to the door and okay. banging on the windows and, you know, rallying and rioting and making a big scene. You're going in respectfully and professionally and having a conversation about how it pertains to your life. Yeah, and that's amazing. Exactly. Always. We bring letters. So we bring our opposition letters um, that we enter in through the portal, um, which you can find more information about at our website. But it's super easy to do, but we bring our printed out letter in case you forget what you're going to say. You know, you have your talking points, like Perk gives you amazing talking points about and just questions to consider, just open ended questions about some of these some of these bills so that you can just ask your assembly member, hey, what do you think about this? And have you thought about that? And it just it, it allows them to think about more than what they see on papers for the bill. Yep. Yeah. Perk has made it so that people who have never had to talk to their legislator, deal with anything government related to be able to learn the facts and to take easy action. So like we have newsletters that you could sign up for just to read about, you know, what's happening. I was going to ask. I'm like, so you you had town halls. That's how you kind of got involved. So what's happening, you know, for pulling people in? There's a newsletter. Sure. So there's a newsletter that you can sign up for. So regularly we'll send out messages about, you know, what's happening with laws coming out or bills coming out. Um, We have calls to action where you know, there's a bill that's in this process. Click here to send a message to your legislator, and it, it will automatically populate who your legislator is and send the message to them. You could personalize it just so you could give more information about who you are and what specifically you care about. Um, and so, like, those are the easy um, one click. Um, and we also do it on social media. So if if you don't go into your email a lot, but you're on Twitter a lot, you could still find the information there. Um, if you're able to go to town halls, you can attend that. And sometimes we'll even do Zoom meetings. So if you have your kids and you can't leave your home, you can listen to our meetings while you're cooking dinner. I mean, really, you don't always have to go to the Capitol or, you know, leave your home to take action. You could be in your bed and click and send a a letter to your legislator. And And things are progressing and things are changing at all different times, right? Yeah. So every day is is step in the right direction or a little bit more information. Right. Yeah. And so you're constantly keeping everybody updated. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the newsletters go out every week, I would say at least. At least. You know, because there's a lot of information, like you said, um, and these bills move from different sectors. They might go into, you know, the Senate. They might go into the Assembly. I mean, they move very quickly um, into the different committees and set. Right. We also offer workshops on how to talk to your legislators. So, I mean, we've had members come in and say, you know, I've never talked to my legislator before. Like, that is just scary. Um, I've done consultations one-on-one and we've done group meetings about, 
you know, how to go to your local office, you know, what things should you talk about, what things should you say or not say, you know, how to draft a letter to talk about what you need and to share what your ask is. Um, it, it's really just a way to empower people to do, like you said, something that they've never done before. It's uncomfortable doing new things like that and talking about the assembly in Congress and it moving around like that's not something that's in our everyday language or, you know what I mean, that we're, we've necessarily involved ourselves in very much, right? Because you can, with public information, you can, you can know what they're doing, what's happening, but it's just not something that you're reading up on every single day necessarily. Um, what is your goal this year? Our goal, because I know there's so much more. It doesn't just end this year and we're still raising our children. You're still educating your community and stuff like that. But like right. we're in 2023. Like what is your big goal this year? Right. Well, as a mission for Park, it's to fight for education rights, parent rights, yep. and medical freedom. And so I think our immediate goal is to stop the bad bills that are coming through California. There's three that I can mention. Okay. Uh, the Cancer Prevention Act, which is the HPV bill. I mean, it's there are there's a part of the bill that's a cancer prevention act that is helpful it's you know improving access um through your insurance which is great uh but to the part where they talk about you know making it an expectation to be allowed to go to school that doesn't match up to what is cancer prevention it would be educating people that hpv causes cancer that's a cancer prevention bill you know to educate the people not to set expectations to be allowed to go to school um, AB 665 is another bill that we're trying to stop right now, and we're working really hard at that. Um, it's a bill that would allow currently um, minor children can get um, therapy and they can be placed in a shelter if they need um, services. But it's usually on the contingency that um, they're a harm to themselves or others or they're a victim of incest or abuse in the home, and it has to be proved by a professional to be placed in a shelter this bill would take vet, that away. Vet it. Yes. So vet it's not it. fabricated or anything like that. So it's typically Right. And so this bill is moving to take away that parameter of safety for the child to vet that um, where a child could just say, you know, I don't feel safe at home and can be placed at a, at a shelter without their parents' knowledge or consent. Um, so on the surface, you know, it seems like, oh, that's not a big deal. But when you understand all these other encroachments of, putting, you know, um, the school-based health centers into the schools and just being able to manipulate young children. Just thinking about that as a parent, like my kid went through a hard time in fifth grade and was like super down and super low. And we were always talking about it. Like we discuss a lot as a family and support each other. But like say a child has a really bad day and thinks they just don't want to be with their parents and that decision could be made that quickly. I mean, there's just so much gray area to that that I'm like, that's so hard to understand. Yeah. Um, and you would hope or trust that there's not that much gray area in it. But if you remove it being vetted and their home life not being vetted and the situation not being, including the parent at all, yeah. it's just based on what is discussed by the minor and, you know, um, the administrative you know, therapist or whatever, you know, specialist that's at the school. That's pretty crazy. Right. And actually, the bill author says that this is about equity and making sure that everybody has access if they need it. Um, because fair enough, but the safeguard's gone with vetting the situation. Exactly. Right. Right. So it's one sided. Right. That's uh, what my understanding is. Right. That's where my takeaway is like, oh, that's crap. A better well, solution to the same problem would just be to expand so that Medicare patients can be covered under the same laws which it isn't. 
Um, but instead of just expanding that care to include Medicare patients, they want to take away something that would safeguard the children um, from being taken away um, inappropriately and taking families away from their children inappropriately. Yeah. So that's one bill that we're fighting. Um, the third bill that we care about is ACA 9, um, which is going to is trying to make it so that the state superintendent of public schools would be appointed by the governor rather than being elected by the people of California. So the, the superintendent of public schools is supposed to be a nonpartisan position overseeing the schools across California. As a result of the pandemic and what happened in the school systems, the government now thinks, oh, the governor would do a better job to place that position. I'm going to stay quiet on this. Oh, but I mean, the biggest problem is if the governor is a partisan seat, that would automatically make the superintendent of public schools a partisan seat as well, which is a big problem. The The person overseeing the California schools should be elected by the people. It should be nonpartisan. And if this bill passes and changes the Constitution of California, that would make our schools be um, influenced and supervised by a partisan seat. And that's not OK. So we're trying to stop that. I'm sure the administration is kind of standing behind you guys on that. Or hopefully the administration, the schools is staying informed on that as well. Oh, yeah. Um, we do our best with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what is your goal this year? Because I'm going to do baby steps with it because this is just going to keep going. I know. And there's they're big, heavy topics and things like that. But what's your goal this year in 2023? My goal is always to protect my children, always, 100%. And just what what is coming at me this year to give me the opportunity to help protect them. Like, how can I be of service? What can I do? Um, and I know that that's, that's my life goal right now, whether I want it or not. I know that it's just something that has been, like, bestowed upon me since understanding and having clarity and, and making them um, strong leaders, I, I think and understanding and having critical thinking. Um, and so I've been really excited to, to give them a, a couple of those characteristics and attributes. And they're, they have opinions and they're just like, they're critical thinking like never before. I mean, and it's such a blessing. So much on social media and just little phrases and sayings like how they're constantly learning and watching us. Yeah, yeah. Not by what we say, by what we do, like those kinds of things, which we heard it before, but to be reminded about your reaction to stuff and um, and that they're soaking that up and, and taking that as a lesson learned, you know, like yeah. people losing jobs and things changing, like how you respond to that is, you know, educating your child. You know, you could get super disgruntled and be angry and blame everybody else or you could take it and pivot yeah, and go another direction and accelerate where you were from where you were from, you know, and yeah. excel. Um, and so, yeah, I think that is super amazing. And I think we all want to um, protect our children. And that's our number one job i wish i hope we all get to keep it and i know with your guys's effort we definitely will be able to um but that being said you're leading by example do you have a life motto or mantra that you guys use in your home i do well right now within the past couple of years it's definitely been faith over fear like it's definitely been trust your inner knowing trust your intuition trust your god-given conscience and and just go with that go with what you know is right and i think to day to day, you know, the things that, that we're surrounded by are trying to make us forget who we are all the time. Um, and and just remembering that and understanding, okay, something feels off or like trusting your spidey senses, right? With my eight-year-old. Um, and just going with that and just always going with that. And so I I I definitely trust my faith over fear. 
um, my inner knowing. And I just, I literally go with that in my decisions and it hasn't really steered me wrong. So I feel really confident over fear. Yeah, that's oh, it. Yeah, I think having an education background, I would say one of my main mottos in life is there's always something to learn. And so just when I think I've learned everything, there's always something else to learn. But I think above that is to trust in God's plan and just to do his will. Um, I, I've always been led to think, oh, I, I'm just going to be a preschool teacher and that's all I'm going to do. And then laws passed to mandate vaccines for preschool teachers. Like, I'm not going to be a preschool teacher anymore. So I went into, you know, being a professor and then my daughter got sick and it's like, okay, I actually think I'm going to be an advocate and advocate for children's rights. Like it's beyond just being a teacher. It's advocating for the children as well. Um, so trusting in God's plan. Um, I'm always laughing at the fact that, wow, I thought my plan was good, but God's laughing at me and yeah. I have bigger planning. Um, the changes in the world push a lot of people that I'm close to, like my cousins and my friends and stuff like that. Um into their faith and their faith is so much stronger now and their faith community like our faith-based communities are so big and 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 it's been amazing because i was raised catholic my whole life and went to private school my whole life and didn't have that connection with them mm-hmm. right like faith and my morals and my values and i stand by the ten commandments and i practice my faith my own way like i have my right to do that and i'm not super traditional in that but my beliefs are strong and it's really been amazing seeing um these changes in our world bring people together and strengthen their faith more than ever before. And I think it's beautiful because I'm seeing so much good happen from it. Um, yeah. So it's been neat. It's kind of cool that it's been a common thread for everybody kind of overcoming the adversity together with their faith and seeing that strengthen. So I'm sure all the churches here and actually I talked to everybody about their churches and all their, they're rocking out, they're having huge events and bringing everybody together. And it's amazing. Um, what else can I share with them that Perk's doing here this summer, th- things people can get involved in? You said the newsletter. Is there anything in particular this summer? There's a one-click campaign for AB665. AB665 has a one-click. AB659 has a one-click. ACA9 also has a one-click. And it's very easy. You go to our website, you click on the tab, and whichever bills you know reach your heart that you want to do something about, you just click and type in your basic information, and it sends the letter off for you. Beautiful. I would say we have, in just going to our website, right? And I know you guys are going to show that link. Um, and checking out, we have a lot of special events that we do, and that will be happening throughout the summer. And in the fall, I have a bunch of events I'm planning this fall. So they're going to be throughout California. Um, a lot of them are usually in the LA area because c- that's kind of where we're based. But they're speaking events. So we have wonderful experts come out. Um, we had Dr. Peter McCullough come out a couple of weeks ago. Um, we've had just these amazing, wonderful speakers. We do something called the Liberty Series um, at a church up in Thousand Oaks area where we have various speakers come for free and just share expert information with us, you know, about their books that they're writing, um, about inspirational ways, you know, to change your thinking, to find hope, you know, to to overcome a lot of what we've been you know, dealing with. So we do a lot of different events. Um, and then making a donation, if you can, you know, to the organization, and you can do that through our website as well, um, can help us with a lot of these efforts, right? When we're talking about these educational resources and our advocacy packets and to fund the litigation and to allow us to just keep expanding and providing 
these resources and educating the community? You know, we do have some members who are either um, scared to go out and talk to people because that's just not their personality. Well, I talk about that today is like yeah. it's uncomfortable for some people to act out in public and share their knowledge and speak on something that's emotionally like sensitive to them. I think that's really what it comes from. Yes, it's the fear of doing something you've never done before, but the emotion that comes from standing behind something and feeling very strongly about something one way or the other is it's triggering. And then we also have members who can't say anything because of the work that they do, that they they can't give positions on certain things like these. And so making donations has been their way of contributing. Like I can't go to a meeting, but I'll help fund somebody else to do it for me and to do that work for me. And that's been really helpful in our movement as well because it's helped us get the the papers printed and the postcards sent and the notifications emailed. Um, all of those little actions are being funded by donors. Hit by donors. absolutely paying for our lobbyist. You know, this year we have a lobbyist, and so that was wonderful because last year, I mean, we were scrambling up to the Capitol every week, right? And that gets taxing. So it's it's just we were ready to move on and hire a lobbyist. So every year we can do an impact more and more and more every single year, you know, continue to grow. And so that kind of change. hits on my big topic. I always like to ask about is like, what do you want your legacy to be? To protect, I would say for future generations, obviously, you know, my children and their future. And I just feel like I'm making a sacrifice right now so that they don't have to. We do a lot of events. So we do a lot of weekend events. And so there's a lot of time away, but I do feel like I'm still very present with my children because I'm teaching them so much. And I feel like they're looking up to me and and that's a wonderful, beautiful feeling. So it doesn't really feel like work, too much work. It just feels like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing for the next generation and my kids appreciate it now, even at a young age. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, my legacy, I want it to be the same thing, to have a positive impact um, on my children so that they can grow up to be their best selves. Um, and for myself to help pave that way for them to make sure that they can stay free and to have those opportunities that, you know, I've been blessed to have. Yeah. No, it's there. It's very um, strong, heavy topics that I'm sure have opinions on both sides, of course. Um, but I wanted to give you girls this platform to come and talk about what people are doing in our community. Um, I have friends that are on the school boards and I have friends that are positions and friends that are first responders. And so I hear a lot of different opinions on a lot of things and mm -hmm. this um was it for me to give my opinion today but it was to give a resource for our community and for my friends and family in southern california and throughout the united states um if it's not uh, a pressing topic that's being discussed in your area yet it may be in the future and so just reading about this here what's um taking place in california is going to be helpful for you no matter what so if you have any questions um, you can send them to us here at Work Hard, Smile Large, and I can get anybody at Perk um, in touch with you, or you can obviously always go to their website um, or message with them on social media if you have any questions or want to get more information or get involved. Um, but today was a platform to just share and inform um, for parents and for our community. I did not want to upset anybody, but if you, like I said, if you have any questions or anything else that you'd like to share, you can reach out to either of us directly. Um, but thank you guys for coming on. Thank, thank you for, for having us. Um, it's inspired me to stay a little bit more in tune with what's happening in our local government and stuff like that. Where I live in Texas, uh, I hear a lot. My husband informs me a lot. He's my, um, what I call it, my little mockingbird. He shares a lot with me, but 
Um, you're definitely an inspiration. So thank you for what you're doing and keep doing it. If there's anything I can do to help, let me know because I think um, I think it's beautiful. And my children were here, my family, all of our family is here in California. <laughs> every cousin, every baby, every grandparent. So um, yeah, I think I really appreciate what you guys are doing and thank you for coming on and sharing. So work hard, smile large. Welcome to the Work Hard, Smile Large podcast where we explore the outcome of hard work and the power of positivity in our daily lives. In each episode, we'll delve into the benefits of maintaining a positive mindset, hear inspiring stories, and provide tips for cultivating smiles around us. We will highlight healthy habits and living a full life while giving focus to various lifestyles that shine bright in this world as we collaborate with each unique guest to help spread the work hard, smile large vibe. Now is the time to come together, pour into others, and have the youth we mentor and influence daily inspire their peers to become WHSL Youth Ambassadors too. This podcast is here to support you on your journey and bring others together to build their dreams, achieve goals, and determine what we all want our legacies to be. So sit back, relax, and get ready to embrace the work hard, smile large vibe.